Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on 100.3 WRMB. Welcome back, folks. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you've got a legal issue that you need tackling, today's the day to give us a call at 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal in Philly. Good morning to my crew. Morning, Dean. What was our, what were we? We were the jury. We the firm. We the firm. Well, we changed it to the firm, and, you know, we got Fox Boogie over there. Yeah. Behind behind the camera today. With new ownership of her favorite team. Just beaming. Yeah, man. That's an applause level. Yeah, right. Do we have an What is a favorite team? She's She's from Washington. Yes. She's always from Washington. Yeah, she's a yeah. D.C. girl, and now the the Commanders are now owned by uh, was it, one of our guys, right? Yep. He has a piece. P.G. County. P.G. County. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Irvin Magic Johnson, who's also a minority owner. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Dean may go that way one day. You never know. Uh, you know, yeah, I won't rule it out. But would it be basketball before any other sport? Would it matter? Was there a preference? That's the question. Would there be a preference? I think it would be. Uh, what was that sport where they the girls rolled around on rollerblades? <laughs> beat each other up. <laughs> roller, derby. roller derby. Roller derby. I'd have a roller derby team. <laughs> Is there still a league? I used to go to that as a child, by the way, down on, 40, on Browns off of Mar- Market Street yes. at the arena. Yeah. I saw Judy Arnold, man, autograph, Little Richard Brown. I was a Jim Trotter. See? Come on, man. That was serious stuff, man. You know, I, touched a, I touched a nerve. Whatever, yeah, whatever, <laughs> sorry. Whatever, whatever happened to lingerie football? Oh, man, look, man. Was that yeah, a thing? Yeah, they, yeah. They were really playing they, football. They, they were really playing. They were really going at it, bro. See, well, that stuff is no longer PC. But why is beach volleyball allowed? <laughs> yeah, how about just volleyball? Those those shorts are. What I, shorts? I, I love those shorts. <laughs> That's the closest thing to porn and sports that you're ever going to see, man. <laughs> Speedos in public. Come on, man, folks. We've been <laughs> we're we, going we, to the we, abyss. Yeah, we took a segue here, uh, but I want to circle back. If you've got a legal issue, today's the day. Issue. If it involves lingerie, even better. But two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. The number for all things legal. You know, I told I, I was uh, I was actually working yesterday, uh, as you can so see. The suit, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you is that see. a legal suit? Is this a legal suit? Yeah, uh, that's a yes. law. That's a working courtroom. Yeah. That's the that's a, that, if you're if you're going to yeah. see me in court, you'll see me dressed something like this. three piece. Yeah, it's like a, if 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 you had a eyes on the radio, it's like a Elliot Ness. <laughs> Pretty suit. much Elliot Ness without the hat. It's it's definitely but, boys. If it's boys, it's probably third or fourth. Grade. The untouchables. Yeah, it's untouchable. Yeah, it's I'm winning. 
Well, you know, I got uh, my guy Joe down at Boyd's. He's uh, terrific. Mm -hmm. And uh, he makes sure I look terrific. Yep. So, um, let's see here. I was working yesterday. I had a case, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, an interesting case for us to discuss today on the show. Uh, I represent a young lady. She was 17 at the time of the motor vehicle accident. She's a passenger. I'm going to set this up for you. She's a passenger in a lift vehicle. Her girlfriend uh, had uh, um, used the app to get the ride, and uh, my client was in the rear passenger seat behind the driver. They pull up to 50th and Walnut. Um, there's an apartment uh, house, a big one, on. It was, they're going eastbound on Walnut. There's a big apartment uh, house on the left-hand side of the road. And on the right-hand side, there's Barcan Park. And there's motor vehicles. I'm just going to give you the setup so you understand it, folks. There's, there's motor vehicles parked along Barcan Park so that the lift vehicle cannot pull in curbside. And so he pulls alongside a parked car in half in the travel lane and, and covering the bike lane. Got the picture? So that the passenger, the friend passenger on the right-hand side, can get out of the car, but she's got to kind of squeeze out because the door can't open all that far. Now, my young lady's a, 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 big, a big girl, okay? She's about six foot two. Um, and you know, I, I think probably about 275 pounds, 250, 275. She's big. And so she, she tries to scooch, but she realizes she can't get out that side. So she gets out on the passenger, on the driver's side of the car. She puts two feet down, maybe takes a step and is hit at high speed by a passing motorist who goes past this double-parked car in the travel lane. And she is really hurt badly. I'm talking she's thrown into the air. Uh, she, she the, the woman, after hitting her, hits a parked car, and my client is pinned under the parked car with broken bones all over her body. The woman who was driving the vehicle down the street is insured... Um, and that insurance company pays or offers to pay the policy limits of her car. And um, we, we accept those policy limits, uh, but in my opinion, wholly insufficient to fully compensate our client. And so I bring a claim against Lyft. Lyft tells me that the accident happened after the ride was over because the door was shut and they their limits of liability go from 1 million to 50,000 once the ride is over. And so they offer me $50,000. I say to Lyft, no. No, no, no. This that's not happening. Because, in my opinion, the negligence occurred before he stopped his vehicle when he made the decision to stop his vehicle in the, in the travel lane, thereby exposing my client 
to that danger, never told her don't get out on that side, never made a U-turn and brought her onto the other side of the street, never did any of those things. And so I argued that the negligence occurred before the ride was over and they have $1 million in coverage. That required us to file suit. And we are in the midst of that litigation right now. Um, And I'd love to know if our listeners, who I I find are very thoughtful people, they, they would be my jury. Would you agree with me that the negligence of the driver number one, outweighs the 17-year-old's negligence because some will say, hey, she knew better. She she got out of the wrong side of the car. Um, and so give me your thoughts on that. 215-227-2727. We're going to see what people think about that. And in the meantime... Well, I have a question before, yes, before that. Yes, go ahead. So is, You are a member of the firm. Yes. Is there a specific policy that Lyft has as far as which side a passenger can get out of or which side... An excellent question, Mr. Jackson. Um, Lyft does not do any training with their drivers. Mm -hmm. That's another question. Like, why wouldn't Lyft have a training course? Do you know how long it is to, to, to become a taxi driver in England? It takes them years. They have to know every single street in all of London. Oh, stop. They do. They do. I, I, Still? Somebody from, even with GPS listen, today? Really? Somebody from England has to be listening to this. <laughs> it's amazing what they have to learn how to do in order to get behind the wheel of one of those big old black cabs um, and take people around. Listen, bus drivers, you know, we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. But when you're a when you're a rideshare driver, there's no training. Zero. You can go online and look at a couple videos, but that's mainly about sexual harassment and other things of that nature. Um, It's not about how to operate the motor vehicle and what the right way to operate a motor vehicle is when you're chauffeuring people around. You know, I feel the same way about the safe checkout out the uh, supermarket. There's no training for that. They expect us to know how to check out our own food. Oh, come oh, on, man. Don't, don't even get me started on checkout because I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I will, not do put, it. I will not put a bag of carrots in, a pla- in, in the paper bag. I will not touch the food. I put the food in the cart. I take the food out of the cart. You put it on the conveyor. I, I pay for it, and that's the end of my obligation. And they give you, sometimes they give you a look. First, they pause. They, they start throwing things down the conveyor belt, and, and they're not reaching for them. And, and, and they look at you like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. No, I refuse. I will not you put won't do nothing. It. No. I will Did you not. feel the same way about pumping your own gas? No. No. Because we were alive when folks used to pump our gas for us. You, you're, you're absolutely right. But now you have to pay more so you get a discount if you pump your gas and i'm cool with that if you want to pay me to bag my groceries and pay for the bag yeah right exactly if you want to pay for (laughs) me to bag my groceries by discounting and it better be a discount like like i got no training with any of that as a child of course bagging stuff but most folks don't know how to bag some of these cats are (laughs) they're like uh the tetris of baggers like they fit things in and it's perfect i was that dude 
Yeah. I'm one of them kids. I, I was one of those little, trying to make an extra buck. That's what we all did. We bagged for groceries, and we learned how to do it quick and fast in a hurry. Yeah. No, I'm not a You're bagger. You're not going to do it. Not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it. I, I looked them right in the eye and said, listen, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't bag. I feel you, Dean. You know, I, and really, I'm taking somebody's job away from them. So now we're talking about what? A, how, how much does a car weigh these days? Like yours, a couple of t- about a ton, but no, more cars ton. weigh how much? My, my Bentley is over oh, close to six thousand pounds. Oh well, no, no rideshare lift persons in the Bentley, I'm sure. But I'm saying that these cars are—they weigh a lot. They're Listen, death traps things, on wheels, tough, and there's I no might train be on a Bentley. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you see a that Bentley be, pull up, <laughs> the legal business is getting bad. Well, <laughs> 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 you. Remember when cab drivers used to open the door, get your luggage for you, open the trunk? Yeah. Remember when the light actually meant something on the top of the, on the dome? If it was off, it meant it was empty. Uh, Those days are gone. So now what I'm saying is we do everything. So, right, there's no training for the driver anymore. He pulls up. He pulls wherever. He double parks in front of an open space. He blocks people off. It doesn't matter. They don't know that you shouldn't get off on this side or the other side. And the other issue, Dean, I, I hope this comes up. I'm in Center City driving a lot now because of where I live, and these bike lanes are confusing to many drivers now. They don't understand the labeling. They don't know if the ones with just the arrows and the bike icon. Can you drive in that? Can you not drive in that? Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. When can you, when can't you? People get pissed off if you don't do it. They don't know what the rule is, the bike People are confused by the whole bike lane thing, period. There are new dynamics to driving now. I agree with you. And no training whatsoever. I agree, and I hope the jury agrees with you. We're going to find out. That's a fact. I mean, this is, okay. 215-227-2727. Keep those calls coming. We've got a bunch of callers lined up here. Eric, um, let's start with Jay from Philly, line one. Morning, Jay. Good morning, Jay. Yes, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. What's happening in your life today? Um, it's my girlfriend. She um had an accident in the middle of December, and um she totaled the car. She was kind of like jacked up since then, but she just started therapy like two weeks ago, and um she wants to know like what like what does like what can she do as far as getting an attorney and things like that. All right. Well, she can absolutely get an attorney. She has a two-year statute of limitations. So there is no harm to her claim at this point in a legal sense. In a factual sense, she has created a burden that did not need to exist because she has now given the defendants, the at-fault party, an argument to make. And that argument is, hey, she really wasn't injured because we all know how to get to a doctor if we're injured. If we're injured, we're such in such pain that we go and seek medical attention. If she didn't seek medical attention, ladies and gentlemen, for seven whole months and went on and lived her life, how valuable can her claim be? So she's diminished the value of her claim in my eyes, and I think I speak for many people, and, it's, and then they have the argument, well, maybe she had an intervening accident. Maybe she tripped and fell on the steps or something, and that's really what this is about. But she's just trying to blame it on the accident. Now, if she's credible, if she has a good explanation why she waited, then perhaps she'll get past that burden, that argument. 
but it is still an argument they will make for sure, and she will have to have an answer. So she has a valid claim. She is not legally disqualified from bringing a claim. But factually, she's going to need to do some explaining, as Ricky, okay. Ricky would say in I Love Lucy. <laughs> um, is that something that your law office will be wanting to take on? I would certainly invite her to call us. I would be happy to have a conversation and have that discussion with her. So you just have her call 215-227-2727, and we'll be happy to have that discussion. And let me say one other thing. If she's limited tort, okay, that's yet another problem because then we have to establish that she sustained a serious injury, a permanent injury injury and, and you know that's a whole lot harder to do when you haven't had any treatment for seven months following the accident so again not legally um, prevented from bringing a claim but she's created some hurdles that didn't need to be created if she promptly got treatment following the loss Jay I hope that helps you and I do invite her to give us a call I'd love to have a conversation with her why not Y'all have a great day. You as well, Jay. Um, there you go. And uh, Sarah O keeps coming in and dropping. The phone is a ringing. Yeah, off well, the chain, folks. If you if you get a busy signal, just try again. Yeah, try again. Keep trying. That's why I tell people call early and often, because hey, if look. you wait, you know <clears throat> you're on perpetual hold. Mister Jackson, let's pick. Alex on line four. Oh, Alex. Hello, Dean. Shalom, shalom, do shalom. How are you? Alex, I'm doing well, thank you, and shalom to you. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good Saturday. Thank you, thank you. It's a, it's a beautiful day in Zamunda. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> it is. Without all this heat. Yes. What's your, uh, what's your uh, comment? Well, I, 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 I was commenting on on the fact that, that you were talking about the lift driver about exposing the passenger to the uh, traffic. Yep. Um, I used to I used to drive CCT and I did Lyft and Uber, and with CCT slash SEPTA, we are trained in passenger assistance, and we are also trained not to drop people off on the traffic side of the street. There you go. If, if, if a person, I give you an example. Um, we, we do a VA dialysis. This is a Veterans Administration dialysis on Chestnut Street. And if you're going eastbound on Chestnut, it's on the left side. So what I used to do, I used to take the entire vehicle and jump the curb on the sidewalk. There you go. So that way they won't be exposed to the traffic. I'm safe. They're safe. If they hit something, they'll hit that entire vehicle, but we'll be out of the way. You know, it's a thing my father used to always say, you know, common sense is sometimes not a common virtue for some people. And that <laughs> driver should have used common sense. You know. Can I can I use like, that? Look, don't hey, Yo, can I use that sure, in my not it, a problem. can I use that in my closing arguments? That, that that I like that line. 
I'm going to attribute it to. I'm going to. I'm going to attribute it to to Alex's father. What, what's your dad? What was your pop's name? Herbert. Herbert. Herbert Abel Walker. Herbert Walker. May he All rest right. in peace. May he rest in peace. May he God bless him. Yeah. His. I mean, this came from someone who you know came from the south, came up from the south up here. You know, with fourth grade education, you know, and he had a lot of sense. I mean, he initially went back to school, but he was a sharecropper. And down there, a lot of times it was a choice between work and school. He had to work. Absolutely. But, yeah. uh, But, I mean, you know, when I did Lyft and Uber, I would – some people would – when I get to the close to their destination, they take their seatbelt. Well, I scream at them, put that seatbelt back on. There you, you know go. What I mean? Because there have been instances that listen, you know, Alex, you're, you're the captain of the ship. You know, I mean, there are rules to follow. Skipper, and and you're their 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 safety is in your hands. It's an it's an obligation and a you know something that you have to take seriously. And here's a company making billions of dollars, and they don't have the sense to train their drivers in any way, shape, or form. You're, you're, you're exactly right. You're the captain of that ship, and I've used that line. Look, I'm captain. Says I'm safe. I'm responsible for your safety. Something happens, they're looking at me. Well, the first thing going to come out their mouth is, "Did you escort the passenger?" Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, well. Well. We're 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 I, I appreciate I appreciate your comments. Uh, you've helped to sharpen my mind and my arguments on behalf of my client. And this is why. Let, let me say this. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. OK, but this is why you need an attorney who's smart and who has done this his entire life, because there are many attorneys don't want to, you know, throw shade on the profession, but there are many attorneys who would have taken the $150,000 and run and said, oh, sorry, that's all there was. Not Dean Weitzman, not my Philly lawyer. We don't roll that way. And I am not going to stop until I get every penny for my client that she or he deserves. I'm not looking to, you know, my clients don't walk away from these accidents in a profit margin, okay? They are just made I try to make them whole. Financially is all I can do. But, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to allow an insurance company to push my people around. All right, Dean. Yes, I mean, yes. Safety safety is the most important thing. I always tell my my passengers, even what I do now, I transport veterans to their medical appointments. And I say, safety is my most important thing. I'm in a rush. I'm in a rush. Well, if I get in an accident, you'll never get to your destination. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Listen, Alex, it was fun talking to you. Have a great Saturday in Shamunda. And uh, all of you do the same as well. Enjoy this wonderful, less humid weather. I'm going to bask in it. There you go. Have a great day. See you soon. Talk to you soon. Maybe I'll see you. Who knows? Folks. If you're on hold, stay on hold. 215-227-2727 is the number for all things legal in Philly. And if you want to participate, you give us a call. But we'll be back in two minutes. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman good morning and welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host of court radio every saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m right here on 100.3 wrnb okay we're back second half of the show is up I hope you enjoyed the first half. If you've got legal issues or questions or want to comment about what I've, something I've said, if you want to mock me, go right ahead. 215-227-2727. I got to tell you, I've been killing it on TikTok. Um, I have, I don't know, about close to, getting close to 400 followers. I have about um, 4,000 likes. And some of my videos, I have over 25,000 views. So uh, get on the bandwagon now, my dear folks who listen to Court Radio, and follow me on TikTok at My Philly Lawyer. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. There's a whole lot of social media feeds I have, but let's focus on TikTok for a second um, and see if you can find your way onto my TikTok channel today. Today, because if, um, you know, I'm going to start answering legal questions on TikTok. And so um, it'll give you a chance to, you know, when we're offline, we're not we're not doing the radio show 24-7. But you can get to me 24-7 by leaving me a direct message on TikTok 
and I you post your message, and um, I will try and answer it. I will especially answer it if you tell me you're a court radio listener. So there you go. That's my shameless plug for TikTok. And now I want to talk about something which is um, horrific, actually, catastrophic. And my heart goes out to those who were injured and killed in the SEPTA accident that occurred, uh, I believe, yesterday. Recently, yeah. Um, A 72-year-old passenger was pronounced dead. A 38-year-old driver is in critical condition. Two SEPTA buses occupied with passengers collided in a massive accident yesterday on the Roosevelt Boulevard when one bus rear-ended the other bus. Um, And it got me thinking about SEPTA and some cases that are coming up before the Supreme Court this year, maybe in early part of next year. But I I think it's going to come up this year, but it probably won't be decided until next year. And that has to do with the cap on damages in Pennsylvania that I have uh, been tortured by, my clients have been tortured by for my entire career. More than 40 years ago, the legislature, in their infinite wisdom, the geniuses in Harrisburg, God bless them, decided to put a cap on damages for any Commonwealth agency. SEPTA is a Commonwealth agency. The most you can get if SEPTA, through their negligence, causes harm to you or your family, or God forbid, your death, is $250,000, period, hard stop. The most, in this instance, we have two bus full of people. The most, as a group, that they can get is $1 million. How can this be in this day and age? How could they not have built, at least built, an an inflation escalation clause into this into this law. What were they thinking? But yet here we are, 40 years later, the number has not changed in 40 years. It's not fair. Some would argue it's unconstitutional. And we hope, and the Supreme Court has given the legislature chances time and time again, punts it back to the the legislature and says, hey, it's their job. They've got to up the ante. And then the legislature does zip nothing. And I know some of my friends in the legislature are sitting there listening to this right now. And I got to tell you that you should be in this regard, guys and ladies, you should be ashamed of yourself. This needs to change. This SEPTA case is right on point. People will not be made whole. SEPTA's negligence will go unchecked because of this law. It must change now. 215-227-2727. I'd love to hear what my folks have to think about that. You know, there's going to be some people who say, well, you know, um, we can't keep raising the, the insurance limits because, you know, the, the, the Commonwealth will run out of money. Bull. Nonsense. Right across the bridge, New Jersey, they have no limits. They're not going bankrupt. They pay people the fair amount for their loss. Period. There's no explanation. 215-227-2727. And let's take some callers. Um, 
Let's see. I don't know what I don't know what that means, but all right, I'll try it. Line two, Joseph has a human rights issue. He's in Kensington. Hi, hey, Joseph. Morning. Hi, Dean, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I want to add to you. I would like to add to your ire uh, this particular scenario, and I normally would have parlayed this until tomorrow for Manuel's show, The Breakdown. But because you speak so often of what you witness and focus on in Central City as you approach your law firm in terms of individuals being around in terms of dispositionings and sitting on the curb, sitting on the sidewalk, laying on the sidewalk, I happen to have had to go into a section of the city uh, via this particular way, heading to the northeast. I decided to take SEPTA and go a long route, which would be the Route 3 bus. And when I got to that intersection, and I would like for Manuel to also comment on this, if he could, um, I had heard about it and maybe even read about it. And possibly someone that you know, Alan Dom, made us a point of his mayoral considerations when he talked about this particular stretch of Kensington being declared a state of emergency. Well, that's something different to hear him say it or to hear it being said as opposed to my witnessing it, and I use I as that individual. When I witnessed what I saw at Somerset and Kensington, going all the way up Kensington Avenue to the very end, which had been Bridge and Pratt, I was totally amazed and beside myself in what I had never experienced or saw ever in this city. It bordered on looking at conditions in Somalia and possibly Rwanda and drought-stricken countries in which people were actually surviving, and that's only to up the ante by saying they were living in a state of despair that I had never thought that Philadelphia would allow and underscore allow. It took me back to politics and what you were saying about what should not exist, even constitutionally. No city, our city being the fourth largest in this country, should have any sector of their city having inhabitants, citizens, living in that manner. Dean, it's not to be believed until one sees it. I can only encourage you to see it if you don't know about it. This is beyond my imagination. Couches, tents on the sidewalk, as if we're talking about real homes being attached to that sidewalk, in front of businesses. At major intersections, K&A, where there was a Walgreens, it now being surrounded by sofas and and benches and chairs in which people are living there and hanging out their laundry, if that be the case, and also a commerce section that has a Dunkin' Donuts. It's just an unbelievable sight to see, and I witnessed it, and I want to share it to you from a human rights perspective. If there is such a thing as human rights law, then how does this get started or jump-started to remedy this? This is a disgrace theme. It's a disgrace. And no one, and I am for Sherelle Parker to be our next mayor. But no one should ever seek the mayor's seat, ever, knowing that this condition existed eight years prior to a new mayor coming in. Would you comment on this, please, if you uh, can? I, I, I will, Joe. Um, the comment is you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and you're right that this should be the first priority that and rampant crime is the first priority for Sherelle Parker. We must have a livable city. It is not livable in sections of this city. I I would not want to raise my children 
in Kensington at K&A. Hey, listen, Joe, your suspicions are correct. And in the, in, the, in the inner circles, this is the truth. That's on purpose. That is a containment area. It's either going to be all there or all over the entire city. Behind closed doors, those that know know that's the reason that area looks like this. And think about this. Children go to school through that. You talk about trauma every yes. day. They yes. walk by there, bus through there, whatever, subway, however you can think or feel it. They go there through there every single day to school. And this is not, there are no rubber stamp easy answers. It requires the involvement of everybody. It involves the expenditure of money. And, you know, you just can't put a Band-Aid on it. it it's work, and it's not easy. But that's what we're paying these politicians. That's what they signed up for. Forget about paying them. They signed up to solve those problems. And if that's not their number one priority, then they are in the wrong job, period. So why isn't anything being done? I hear what you're saying. Why then can't anything be done from a, from a human rights perspective? Can anyone, ACLU, come in and say, look, you're not doing what you just said, your job at hand? We're going to leverage the law to make you do it. Why can't that be done? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it starts, unfortunately, you know, it's, it, again, not an easy answer. But, um, you know, when, when prisoners in prison were not, when they were putting too many prisoners in a cell, the prisoners sued for, uh, you know, under the civil rights a civil rights violation, and they won, and they released prisoners. I say that to say, you know, maybe you do, maybe you have an angle here. Maybe these folks need somebody on their behalf to sue to say, hey, we're not getting the basic human rights that we deserve as citizens of the city of Philadelphia. We deserve fair housing. I don't know. It's a thought. Hmm. Let me let me ponder that. Joseph, thank you for raising that really important issue today, and I hope you have a great Saturday. Thank you. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. Um, is there one? Eh? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, Matum on line three. Good morning, Matum. Yeah, good morning, uh, Mr. Weissman and uh, uh, Brother Manuel. Uh, I'm trying to find out about hundreds of photos that myself and others may have taken of uh, people from the Pope on down, uh, Reverend Jackson, Wilson Good, and their travels, uh, but mainly people who were not very famous at one time and who became famous. Um, if I wanted to publish those photos or sell them in a book, <clears throat> some of the people have passed away. I can't even get their permission. Uh, do I need permission from each of those subjects, even people in the background who I don't even know and may never find? How, how would that work? Well, and the people... ask the other question, too, at first? The... Hold on a minute. Let me let me unpack this for a second. The people in the background, I don't think you need their permission. If somebody is a public figure or has become a public figure 
and you are utilizing their image for your own pecuniary benefit, financial benefit. I was just thinking this morning how crazy the English language is. You know, um, I asked somebody, do you want me to plug that on the show? Now, here's the word plug. You know, usually it's something you stick in a hole. You plug a hole. Uh, but, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, how- let's bring it back, Dean. Bring somebody it back. said bring it back. trousers, trousers, pants, slacks. What is that? I mean, why do we have to have three words for the same thing? That's the complaint about our language. We have a word for everything. <laughs> it's, it's insanity. Okay, all right, all right. Back, back to Matum. Matum, if they are a public figure or become a public figure and you are using their image for your financial gain, you must get their permission. What if they passed away? If they passed away, then they have an estate. You have to reach out to the estate representative. Um, and if you don't, the estate representative will reach out to you. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, that's the way that goes, Matum. Well, uh, would it be wise to wait? Because if they don't reach out, then I'm good. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if the rain doesn't hit you on the head, then you don't have to worry about an umbrella. Right. It's a lot more to it, but... uh, Well, listen, if there's a lot more to it, then give us a call uh, during the week, and um, I, 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 I will refer you to a friend of mine who uh, represents artists and and celebrities and uh, photographers, and you can have a chat with him. Yeah, well, calling your office is a whole different story than the way you are on the phone. I've been trying to reach a gentleman named Mr. Shot, who you might know. Who? Mr. Who? four five times. Who? Say that again, Matum. Who? Shot. We don't have anybody named Shot. S H O T Shot. Right. S H O T T. No, no. See, it, it, that you know, you bring up a great point. I have had people call me and complain, and and say they're represented by my Philly lawyer. You know, there's a couple of cats out there who are, you know, uh, they 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 jumped on my thing a long time ago. Maybe they're, you know. The Philly lawyers, or some something like you know, something that sounds like my Philly lawyer. Let me tell you that there's only one my Philly lawyer, and if you don't have my Philly lawyer, then you got somebody who's a faker, and and if they're not calling you back, that's why. So I don't have nobody in my office named Mr. Shot S H O T T, and you're not calling us. But if you call 215-227-2727, that's the number for court radio on Saturday mornings, but it's the number for my Philly lawyer all week long. Put that in your cell phone and stop calling other people thinking you're calling me. Yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel your pain. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was a trigger. Get it? Trigger? Chat, sorry. Dispute, you know, right now, but I can assure you that uh, – this Mr. Shot uh, has some affiliation with my Philly lawyer. I don't know no. what it is. No, Mr. Shot has some holes in it. The there's there's some right, holes well, in listen, Mr. Shot. I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a shortcut. Here, here's and, and this is for all my listeners. How can I speak to you? When uh, I yeah, call? there it you is. go. I'm going to. I'm going to tell. Let me do that. Yeah, I'm going to tell the you. Secretaries you, will not do that.
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a very busy person, but I, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I get my emails instantly. As soon as somebody pushes send, I see it. That's how obsessive I am. I see every email. And so if you send an email to dean at myphillylawyer.com, I'm going to see it. I'm going to put eyes on it. I'm going to personally answer it, or I'm going to make sure somebody in my office handles your issue. You will not be ignored. And if, like, you know, I can't say I'm batting a thousand, if by some chance I should not respond, politely send me a second email. But I see my emails. And, you know, a lot of people on court radio have sent me their um, insurance contracts. Mm -hmm. And I have responded. It could be a Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting there having a coffee and playing with the kids. And I take the time to read that contract and I send it back to you with my suggestions. So um, I don't roll that way. You know, I wasn't raised that way. Um, I'm from Philly. Okay. I'm not from the panhandle of Florida. I know where. I know where West Philly is, I, okay, and and <laughs> when you Mr. when Shot. you call Dean Weitzman, <laughs> you get you get a friend, you get a neighbor, you get a brother. So I'm not playing that way. So please send me an email to Dean at my Philly lawyer. I will respond. All right, last question, really quick. Oh, uh, no. I said New Jersey, but I'm really calling from New Germany, and it's a place that. They call Jersey, but I think it's like a Nazi dictator. <laughs> uh, Eric, Eric had enough. I'm so sorry, um, but we, you know, we do have a limit on how many questions on my Philly lawyer, and it's two. You're way beyond two, and anything more about New Germany, New Jersey, or New anything, you send me an email. Have a great Saturday. All right, let's talk to Aisha on line five. Aisha. Yes, hi. Hi, Aisha. How are you? I'm good. What's up? I'm calling because I have a question about um, emancipation. So I have two goddaughters, right? Is this the they Emancipation Proclamation? Okay. No, they, they was adopted. Adopted. Okay. Several years ago. Now they're 16 and 17. Right. They both graduated high school already. God bless. And the 17-year-old has a baby that's two months old. Okay. My question is, is the 17-year-old, we live in Pennsylvania, automatically emancipated because she had a baby? I'm going to turn. Graduated. I'm turning that. I'm turning that over to the junior member of my firm, the one and only Tactics Jackson. They can be emancipated after having a child. So can be is different than automatically. Correct. So yeah. the answer is that nobody's automatically emancipated, but certainly if they have a child, they can and will be emancipated by the court. But a Petition for emancipation must be filed. Okay, so if she was to go and like take her child to the doctor and apply for benefits on her own, would that emancipate her? No, no, and that's a sticky wicket. It is, you know, because here it is: the mother of the child 
and she's the one who has to sign on behalf of her minor child for the the care. Yet she's not a she's not of age, age of, of age of majority at that time, which is why she would be legally emancipated if and but if she only files the petition for emancipation because it's not automatic. Okay. How close is wait. she to being 18? That's because it's going in January. Uh, just wait, probably. But the, I mean, the adopted parent is keep telling them to get out. Yeah, well, she can't. Can't throw her out because she's not emancipated. So maybe that's a reason not to be emancipated until she's 18 and gets her her house in order. Mm. Uh, sounds like people need a little session of counseling. Um, that yeah. would be, yeah, unfortunately I, I wear many hats, but I'm, I'm not a counselor, but you know, I can recognize <laughs> when a family needs a little help and that one needs a little help right now. Definitely. Aisha, thanks well, I, for calling court radio, dear. Have a you. great Saturday. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. And folks, if you're reaching out, Make sure it's my Philly lawyer. I'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Need more legal answers? Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio. Every Saturday morning, I just love my Saturday mornings. Um, we got a caller. Let's talk to Rick on line two. Oh, Rick. Hey, Dean. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning to you. And uh, my condolences and my good well wishes to everybody who's had the accidents. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Rick, can we get you off the speakerphone? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I, I was, I've been with the same insurance company. Uh, I don't know if I should mention any names or not, but either way, um, for eight years now, I've had auto insurance, comprehensive rental insurance, and uh, I called them up for life insurance, and they shot me down because I was on parole. Very interesting. Um, I, I don't believe that that would be um, a, a, a civil rights violation no? or anything like that. No, because um, they probably have done some sort of statistical analysis um, and made a decision, as long as they treat everybody the same, they make a decision that your, um, the, the risk of your dying is substantially higher than somebody who's not on parole. Now, um, I, I wonder if that, you know, if, if you could take that up with underwriting in the, in the company, uh, because they're not really probably looking at you. I don't know how long you've been on parole, how how well you've reintegrated into society, and I'm sure you know all of those things should be taken into consideration. Is it should it be case by case? It, it you know you would hope that they could look at this case by case, but it probably throws a red flag up. Will it be for every company? Not necessarily, um, and so. I would definitely shop around to other other companies to see if you get a better, you know, answer from somebody else. Okay, and uh, there, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about too. Um, I was uh, seeing a psychiatrist, and um, he he retired, and I, I was diagnosed about five years ago with ADHD. Yep, and they you, switched you me and to half a of new, America. They they switched me to a new psychiatrist and she cut me off and, and literally because I, she said I was too old. So w- what were you getting like talk therapy or were, were they prescribing medicine for you or uh, both? both? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Um, it, yeah. They cut me, they, they cut me right off the medicine. Uh, I was, and it was, you know, um, that's really, crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Really sharp too. It, it wasn't like a step down or anything. They, they, you know, just wiped me out of it. You know, it was like one month. They knocked me. I was on 60 milligrams of Adderall a day. And they knocked me from 60 to 20, then to zero. And Yeah, I know a lot of adults, okay, I mean, um, you know, 30-something-year-olds that are still on uh, Ritalin or Adderall or lithium or any number of drugs that they use for these psychiatric conditions. And... I've never heard that you're too old to be treated. It might not be that he's too old to be treated, but that particular doctor only sees people of a certain age. And I went through this in helping a family member get mental health. And some only see girls, some only see boys, some only see adults, some only see kids. This particular doctor that he may have got referred to may have criteria. And the best you could do is just leave, shop around and go find another doctor. 
Like the last thing you want to do is stay somewhere and force a doctor to treat you. So all of these doctors have these criteria, and it's quite sad because there are more people that need mental health assistance, that need these prescriptions, than there are doctors to serve them. Amen. Yeah. Um, I I love Sarah's uh, advice, Rick. Um, go find another doctor this week. And, um, and you know, you deserve appropriate treatment. Yes, you I don't do. care what age you are. Yes, you do. Yeah, um, you were asking about my parole, my integration back in. Yeah. Um, I, I literally have a little more than 13 months uh, left. I see my officer once a year now. Um, I recently started a business. Yes, yeah, um, I, I could tell. I could tell by, by your questions and your thoughtfulness that you were somebody who um, had recovered from your prior past. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, actually, I'm going to send you an email about about uh, my case too. There's a couple things I, I was have questions about that. Nope, no worries, Rick. You know how to reach me, um, and I appreciate you listening to Court Radio. Uh, check me out. On yeah, no, I'm a semi loyal. I'm a semi loyal listener. I try to get there every Saturday, but a lot of times I'm working. So check out, check me out on TikTok as well. You'll find some interesting uh, spots up there. Dean, I'm not all that tech savvy, buddy. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll give you a lesson next time I talk to you. All right. Great. Thank you. See you, Rick. All right, folks. We're running out of time here. This was a quick hour. Um, again, as Rick said, my condolences to the victims of the SEPTA crash um, and my admonition to the politicians listening to up the ante for the Commonwealth's responsibility. Stop being chickens about this. It needs to happen now or the court's going to take it away from you. See, that's what these cats want. They want the Supreme Court to step in and say it's unconstitutional and to to do their dirty work because they don't have the nerve to do it themselves. They don't have what it takes to lead. There's right. that word again, leadership. How's the hair relaxer lawsuit going? Uh, I, can't, I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to in the last six months, over 800 who have had cancer as a result of these products that they put into their hair without any warnings. If you've used hair relaxer and you have uterine or endometrial cancer or you know a family member who does, please give me a call today, 215-227-2727. Folks, I will see you next Saturday, same time, same place. And we have a great show next week, so Mm -hmm. tune in. We'll see you then.